All right, cool, cool, cool. We are ready to go, so I'll do intro and then we'll get started. Wait, why do I have a burp coming? One second. Wait, now it went back down. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I do is burp my child. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's a difficult burping? skill. Now you, can, now you can burp, burp Tomer. Did that count? <laughs> I need assistance for sure. What's the trick? You gotta, you gotta burp Tomer. <laughs> Tell me your secrets. You gotta burp Tomer. Let me, let me put you on my shoulder, Tomer. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, intro time. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses Commander-related topics. And today, we're going to be talking about our favorite cards from New Capenna. This set is due to release anytime now. I'm not quite sure the exact release date, but it's going to be coming into everybody's hands real, real soon, and we're super stoked about it. So we're going to just talk about our favorite cards from the set. Each of us chose basically like three cards, and we're just going to go around the table discussing the cards that we're most personally hyped for. Uh, just a quick disclaimer about the cards that we're talking about. This is not a uh, what's the most powerful cards from New Capenna. Um, if you're looking for the most powerful cards in Commander, you probably want to look at somebody who you know has a CDH background that can tell you in a CDH context. We're going to be talking about our favorite cards in the context of what we're personally hyped for and also what we're excited to play most in our typical playgroups, which is around mid-power. Um, so with that out of the way... The one thing we got to do before we jump into the actual cards is we got to shout out uh, the channel. If you want to support the channel, if you want to support this podcast, you can do this uh, a couple different ways. Uh, the first way is you can head over to the mtgoldfishmerchstore.com. Uh, you can purchase all the beautiful playmats stapled on Richard's wall. You can buy deck boxes, deck sleeves, t-shirts, and so much more over at mtgoldfishmerch.com. And the other way you can support the channel is wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, be it Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or anywhere, uh, be sure to like and follow and subscribe or whatever the equivalent is on those platforms it really helps the podcast grow all right with that all of the way let's jump into the list uh seth kick it off what is the card that you are hyped to play with oh i love this card this is one of my favorite cards wizards has made in a long time it is it's so simple and so perfect and that is bootlegger stash six mana artifact it's green and all it says is lands you control have tap to make a treasure token so when you first look at this card you're like yeah okay whatever like my land's already tapped for mana what good is tapping it to make a treasure token but then when you really start to think about this card it does so many cool things like it's an upwelling so you can store up your mana throw like a seedborn muse into the mix and you're untapping your lands everyone's untapped step you're making treasures you're like quadrupling your mana every single turn it works with so many things i know people are hyped about this like infinite combo with time sieve where you can take all the turns that's actually when i was thinking about this card that didn't even cross my mind i'm hyped about it for other reasons like uh, the treasure tokens make perfect sacrifice fodder for something like corvald it works so well in any sort of token deck like chatterfang whenever you make a token you also get a squirrel so now you mm. tap your lands to make treasures and you're also getting squirrels adrix and niv it works in sacrifice decks it works in artifact decks so i just love all the cool little synergies that this card has like Oh, and it's just, it's one really simple line of text. And you'll see as we talk about these cards today, so many of the cool cards these days are like multiple paragraphs. Like you got to read a book to get to the end of the card. They managed to do it with this mythic with one sentence, one very simple sentence. And it makes for such Rarity. an awesome card. 
I agree with that. I agree that it's very simple. And honestly, it sounds actually pretty sweet in what it does. I don't know. I saw the feedback on it and people were like, oh my God, this is such a color break. And also green didn't need this. And it's way too powerful, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of like, kind of like the feedback kind of turned me off on this card. I'm like, this card's fine. Like it's a very green focused card. I don't think it's busted in any way. It's cool. And it's like, yeah, is it busted in Corvold? Yes, but that's not... The, the problem isn't this card. The problem is 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 the commander. So I think it's... I actually... I was... I, I think it's cool. I was kind of down on it because of the feedback and everybody was just complaining about it. But I think it's really cool. I like the artwork and I like the simplicity. Yeah, I'm, I, I was actually really down on this card because it's miserable. <laughs> but Why? but other Why than is it that... Miser- oh, it's great. What makes it miserable? Oh, it's the just infinite uh, like, turns combo or something. No, no, no. Like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, 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 infinite turns, whatever. That happens all the time. That just happens. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you already know why. It's the, it's doing green things that I dislike. <laughs> but, but like that, that's fine. Like, I think it's a fine card. I don't think it's like, I think it's powerful. It's very powerful. It cements that I'm going to kill you as a green player first. But like, <laughs> like it existing means I will continue to kill green players first. But do I think it's like busted? Do I think it's going to get banned? No, not not like I mean I don't think it should yet. Uh, and it all all it means is now I I don't look like a weenie when I come packing Stony Silences and Karn's main deck. Like, or I mean, as opposed to sideboard. But like, like I this card is now cemented that. We did a podcast a while back, right, with, you know, Planeswalkers that we should play, and I said Karn was one of them, and now it's more true than it ever was. I mean, not just because of this card, because of the amount of treasures that we just incidentally just make, and, and like, how things are just, they've got treasures attached to them, so now I've gone actually above and beyond, and I'm just now playing Stony Silence on top of that. I mean, I think this card's fine. Like, you can, if you play it fairly, it's horrendous. Like, if your plan is to play it and then untap and make treasures as ramp, like, I guess it fixes your non-mana-producing lands and colors. So, you know, your coffers will actually make a treasure that makes mana. But, like Seth said, you need to actually abuse it with Corvold or something, and then it's a, it's a really good card. But I wouldn't jam this in a random green deck and call it a day. I think it actually does absolutely nothing if you do that. Uh, you know the notion that you pay you, you play six you pay six mana untap with all your lands bank ten treasures untap again and then use twenty treasures in one shot is like quite far fetched right but slap this down with a Corvold go to town okay right I get it right or a time sim combo very strong right but just random it's it's six mana you could you know you have to get more than six <laughs> mana's worth to make this positive right. <laughs> Yeah. Did Dockside just continue to get better? <laughs> By the way, yeah. Oh yeah, Dockside counter. Treasures always get better. It's just Dockside like, just keeps getting better. <laughs> that's like just like a topic for another day. The amount of treasures that this set pumped out, it's kind of like, kind of. There's almost. Tre- I, I'm starting to feel treasure fatigue. But like in terms of the card itself, I think it's very, very fair if you're using it fairly. Like. You need to you need to find ways to make it busted, and I think that's a good spot for a card. Like, yes, if you put cards together, they should become busted. If a card is by itself busted, I think that's more of a problem. Like, this is not this is obviously not like a dock side. If you hey, want to just question. like, why, why is this green? That is a fair it's question. A why is green making treasure tokens? Should this be a red card or something? It's tied to lands. <sighs> and it's I mean, like, prosperous. 
Prosperous Innkeeper. Like it seems like everyone makes treasures now. Green, like make it, it just yeah, like I think treasure. everyone equally every color gets to equally make treasures. It feels like. Actually, I feel like the color that's worst at making treasures is probably blue. The funny thing is, it would be more powerful, mm-hmm. I think, if it was non-green, actually, because green needs this much less than other yeah. colors. Like, if it was white, I could see it being like, okay, I get my, like, anointed processions going, and I build my own weird, like, mana-doubling ramp spell or something, but in green, you already ramp so much that it's played fairly. It's, like, especially bad in green decks, because you just don't need a bad ramp spell in a green deck, but I think it is a sweet synergy piece. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I wouldn't just jam it in any deck, but in the right deck, I think this can be, like, one of the best cards in your deck, if you're if you're the right archetype for it. If it was red or blue, I think it would be really scary, like, much more scary. Like, imagine being blue, and then you, you pair this with Urza or something, and you just tap your treasures yep. like red and blue are are the artifact colors and you're, I, you're making artifacts so like wonder, imagine if prosper got its hand on it like i yeah. wonder if that's part of wizard's thinking is like green is the worst color at taking advantage of random artifact synergies so maybe that's part of why it was green was to keep it from being too powerful yeah and like if you wanted to do- just double your mana you just run mana f- reflection i haven't seen that card in years but, like, that would be probably a better effect, uh, more effective way of making mana. But, like, if you're pairing this with, like, Seedborn Muse and stuff, that that gets spicy. Like, just imagine just making treasure tokens on each opponent's turn, and then yeah. you have a bajillion think... treasures on your turn. <laughs> I mean, did you really need this card to how, how, how good Seedborn no. is? Yeah, <laughs> but, like, yeah that's Seedborn is probably like... the card that is a woo. <laughs> But I, I think that's why I think this card's like totally fine. Like the the uproar for it didn't really feel justified. Like, it, is it weird that Green's making treasures? Maybe, but uh, I don't. I'm not gonna make an angry tweet about it. <laughs> the I color, don't, yeah, I don't think the, the, we, we, we've the already color determined pie the color pie died years ago, Tomer. We're, we're past <laughs> yeah. that. We're, we're in the land of Toskies. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um. All right. All right, so that was that was uh, fairly uh, one of the one of the ones we should we had to talk about honestly right off the bat because of the uproar. Uh, but now we're gonna move to the realm of Grixis, the, the non-green oh, territory. Maestros, it's Maestros. Maestros. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Okay. <laughs> what, okay. What maestro okay. Do you have? I'll, I'll lead us in with the Maestro, right? The one that, you, like, I, I know that the day this card got spoiled, I got tagged a lot for, <laughs> for I don't know what y'all think of me, but like, thank you. Like, it's, uh, uh, yeah, like this, it's Lord Xandar the Collector. Um, if you haven't heard about the card by now, Lord Xandar, uh, when. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent discards half the cards in their hand, rounded down. Uh, when it attacks, defending player mills half their library, rounded down. And when he dies, target opponent sacrifices uh, half of the non-land permits they control, rounded down. So, I think this card, initially when it got spoiled, everyone was like, oh, this has to die first at the table. But I believe it or not, I think this card is sweet. Because you can then lock some, like, say, hey, you can make deals, right? Hey, I'll keep this person in check if you, like, you know, you, I think you could politic your way into letting yourself not die first. And, of course, there's all the things that you would normally build into this deck before it. Uh, because I fully expect when you play this card, you you acknowledge that you're probably always high on the priority list. So you have to play Sweeper Tribal. And you have to be ready to interact. 
so so this is like the perfect control commander for me uh because i i feel like this is exactly what i want this is perfect i'm gonna die first anyways i'm gonna uh, as i said before if i'm gonna die first anyways i may i may as well have a fur coat while i do it <laughs> oh i i don't want to rain on crim's parade because i know he loves this card but i honestly think this card's just like actively bad in commander <laughs> Like I think it's I, oh. I can I think it's like interesting for a crib style player, and I can see why crib loves it. And I but is it good? I feel like this card like I feel like it's bad. It only hits one player. It rounds <laughs> the wrong direction. Like I feel like you just reveal this, and everyone tries to kill you. And then if you resolve it, it like slightly annoys someone, and that person tries to kill you even harder. And that's just like how your game goes. <laughs> you yeah, you take you. Well, the thing here is, I'm hoping to counter and like sweep, and then the person that's the farthest ahead, you kind of just continuously target them, right, with every ability on this, and okay. and then with. So, like, I think with the control play style, this is exactly, you know, like, I love just one win condition, right? Like, 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 this is the win condition, right? Like, so. so. <laughs> it's not even a win card. It's a 6-6. Six, six. <laughs> it's a 6. Well, okay. But it's a 6-6 six, six that you can easily, like, build around, right? Yeah, I, that's I such a crim card. It's double, so, like. Double opposition agent power. It'll six, kill six you. Is just a lot it, it leaves, it, it's annoying enough that you must have retaliation <laughs> against Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it good? No. I, I think it's, like, not, like, okay. I think it's, like, not awful. I think it's perfect in, like, it's probably better in the the 99, but I like it as a commander because I want to just continuously annoy people with this card. <laughs> this it is, is like, like Golos without the Golos power to back anything up. It's, like, in the command yeah. zone. Everyone sees it, and they're, they're going to target you because you're like, well, you can choose anyone when it comes down. I don't want to lose half my yeah. hand. But when it comes down, it doesn't actually defend you or help you in any way. So you can just get murdered. I mean, oh, they always you'll, have you'll... their non-land permanents. So 99 is perfect. You, like, sneak it in. No one expects it coming. And then you get someone. Yeah. And then, you you know, you troll them into oblivion, right? So I, I like it in the 99 as, like, a funny you know, what's card. What's more but... troll than letting them see the pain that's about to happen? Like, you can... Here it is. Here is my It will never happen, though, because you have three people you need to control, and they're all trying to get the maestro himself, me? Lord Andrew. <laughs> you kidding me? You know, like, you, you could do that. You could totally do it. I think it's, it's totally doable. I mean, of course, I'm, I mean, I, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll bring it on for a commander clash, and we'll see how bad I mean, it is. It's really easy to... It is easy to turn it into a lethal car, but you need something else, like... If you play Bruvac and then you immediately swing with Xander, uh, you double the milling. So instead of milling half, you mill all of the library, and then it's GG for one player. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Rounds down. No, no it's yeah. rounds down. You'll mill so half, like doubled. One card. And then you, well, no, you mill half, and then you mill half of half. So you go like 100 to 50, and then oh. 50 to 25. So like, you really can't I mean, kill someone with that ability. Uh, if you have like, bad. you can't, you can't yeah. kill him with like well, you can't kill him with like Bruvac, but you know what I would probably rather play instead? Strionic Resonator, um yeah. things like that. So like I, okay. I think you can okay. easily like not not because I plan on milling you, but because let's not lie here, seventy five cards. People don't like getting milled like five cards. So <laughs> no, I guess it's really good with Blood Chief Ascension. I right? want you to mill me. Please mill me. Like it's oh, good right, for right, me. But, like yes, this is that ability is a negative. If they deleted that middle ability, it would be a better card. Look yeah, at the Okay, no, 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 you don't no, no. want to I, I do like, I do like or... sort of body and mind. So. Exactly, Strionic Resonator <laughs> yeah. and body of mind. That's seventy five plus him. an additional ten. Yeah. You're probably dead. 
yeah, I, I like, mean, for me, I just, it's all about the inconveniences on my way out. You know what I mean? And, and so, like, I, you know, like, I, I think this card is like kind of like now when you've seen the scope of like the whole set and everything, like, it's just fair. I think it's just a fair card. I, I don't it's not. To, this is what Krim will do. He will take your library. You're going to count half of it. So after five minutes, he's going to take that half and he's going to pile shuffle it to count again to make sure you get half. And then you'll be one off. He'll call a judge on you. And then bam, you'll win the game. Actually, real question. If you play this against someone, do you just let them eyeball it? Are you actually going to make them count count their entire they library? Count. They better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're playing Lord Xander, you're the type of person who's going to make them count, right? I'm here to collect, dude. It's not it's not Lord Xander the kind of collecting, I guess. So that's it's the, the collector. You ask for the oracle I, of every card that hits the graveyard. Can I get an oracle for that card? I just want to play all my outs. How many types do you have in your I'm going to ask questions that don't even apply to me. You know? what? Uh, I mean, can you keep your graveyard in order? Yeah. Just curious. What, <laughs> what, kind, of, like what kind of oil do you use? Yeah. <laughs> This is a good sneak attack this, target, though. Like, yeah, reanimation. Good reanimation yeah. target. You know, you you yeah, you gore use vengeance or whatever. You just <laughs> animate it and then you sacrifice it afterwards. So you get all yeah. three triggers for two mana. Oh, there, and there's for six. There's no shortage to get its death triggers, right? Yeah. The main thing here is. I think I really like the first two abilities, and I like my mill. So now I can play Lord Xander mill if I even wanted. Ha! Ah, that's gonna be so fun. You're just gonna die like ninety percent of the time before like Tomer, turn six. I do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the thing here no, is, no downside for Grim. <laughs> no, yeah, this is all upside. <laughs> Well, like, I guess if you're a masochist, this is great. No, I'm a maestro. For you. I'm a maestro. A maestro. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Richard, what, what are you hyped for from the set? All right. I have Slip Out the Back, an instant uncommon for a single blue mana. Put a plus one, plus one on target creature. It phases out. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is the most powerful card in 2022. So what? first we had uh, Indestructible, uh, but you know with Indestructible creatures you can get exiled, right? If you have a hexproof creature, it can get wrathed. So in 2022, what you need to do is phase out your creatures, and there's only a handful of cards that phase out creatures. To Fairy's Protection, uh, there's a blue instant at two mana, and then the blue X where you can phase out X creatures. So the advantage of phasing is you get to save your creature, and you get to save it until you untap again, so a little mini Teferi's Protection. But, like, all the stuff that was on it comes back, right? So if you have, like, auras, if you have equipment, if you have counters, like, all that stuff is still there. Uh, so it's the ultimate protection spell, but you can target your opponents with it. It's removal. It's basically Swords to Plowshares, right? Someone coming with a lethal mm -hmm. attacker... You slip it out, yeah. right? It it saves you, right? Yeah. So it's actually really strong. It's like a the best protection spell followed by like a really good removal spell. It's removal for I one agree. turn, by the way. But you got to do something, you know, when it comes back. But usually in 2022 Commander, that's enough, right? If you buy yourself one turn, you can dispatch the threat or the player. So I actually think this is supremely strong and... Severely, no one talked about this card ever, so I was totally I think, underrated. I, I, I think this card is very good in 60-card formats, and I think this is also very good in Commander, equally. So, 
I, I'm right there with Richard. This is this is the truth, right? Like I, I think this card is legit the truth. I I think this card would be like ten times better if it wasn't in blue. Like if it was any other color, I would I would rate it so high. But in blue, you have counter magic, so it's like right. But things are uncounterable now. That, that, like this, and like you know, sometimes yeah. it's nice to save your counter magic for something else. And I just want to only protect my commander, right? Like I think this is really good. You can phase out your commander, then farewell the board away, right? Like you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't counterspell your own farewell. I mean, you could, but that would be but, very but, awkward. We don't believe in farewell. <laughs> it's We've already discussed. I this. believe in it. You, I just wasn't playing white. I don't even know why you all don't play it. That doesn't make any sense. It was like $6 I was running a budget deck. I appreciate Richard always finding a way to get a random, like, comment or uncommon on his list for budget purposes, <laughs> yeah. which is nice. Like, we had spirited You're companions. You're me out, Richard. This is so what good. If, this is not my, a budget okay. card. Okay, here's no, my yeah, this, this card is the truth. This card is the truth, legit. So, question. Do you play March of Swirling Mist, then? Like, is I that I love also... March of Swirling Mist. Wait, I feel that? like that, that's, I? like, blue and you, X you... instant. It's a, it's yeah. part of the pitch cycle. Oh, the X, And yeah. you get to phase out yeah. any number. I played it. Okay. It was so good. good. Okay. Oh, that Were you so good. Got that episode? I phased up my commander and a blocker on the other <laughs> side, and then whoever was on the receiving end died. Oh. Right. I, I don't remember that. I think I missed it. Like, I think you were out that week. Yeah, that was the week I subbed in. Uh, like that, that was okay. So like, I think March of the Swirling Miss is absolutely correct, right? Yes. An underrated, severely underrated card. Uh, and, and like, it's amazing in like blue tempo decks, ninjas, rogues, things like that. Cause exactly the same reasons, uh, you can use it as a protection spell while also like kind of build your own Teferi's protection essentially, while also using it as a way to be aggressive and phasing out an opponent's creature, right? So this same thing, but it's one mana and it, and like, like, it's just another effect like it. I love this card. I think it's really good. I'm definitely coming I, around to it because of Farewell. Like, if you yeah. had pitched me this card a year ago, I'd be like, oh, there's a million ways to protect your creatures. But now that we're in a world with Farewell and, like, all this exile-based removal, I, I think I can get behind the phasing out plan just because it, it, there's not many ways to save your creature from something like a Farewell, and this does get it done. Toxic but, Deluge, the saddest of all. There's not when you're a lot holding of that indestructible card in hand in and they blue. deluge you. <laughs> Like this is still like this is but like this is okay, mana you, you, efficient, Tomer. But this you, is this very is still swan mana song mana. Like, would you run this over swan song? Like, yeah. But think think about how many things are uncounterable. Uh, like you know stuff like that. Farewell is counterable. Right, but the thing here is like the the thing here is like this can just instead of using a counter spell, I can now save my mana drain instead of like using it on a swords. I can save my mana drain and just phase out my my commander instead. I would rather do that. I because I get to, my counter spells are better suited for something else, like your win conditions, right? Not but your. This could answers. just be another counter spell, no? But yeah, you can't but use your counter spell offensively, right? So if you need to use this offensively, yes. like phase out a blocker, yeah. right? Or like if someone farewells, you just save your commander and then beat everyone down with it. Like the the Teferi's yeah, protection still, play, right? You, yeah. like you could counter it, or you could Teferi's protection your way through the removal, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think because how many times, you can use it offensively, it's good. I think because, like, how many times has it been where, like, you know, like, I've been in situations where, oh, I want this board wipe to resolve, but I also hate that I'm losing something of mine, right? So, mm -hmm. so like, this really gets around that. And that's the same as March of the Swirling Mist. So, I, I, I love that. I think it's good. I wish it was white, though. I'm allowed to say that one time 
uh, per podcast. I wish this car was white. Because imagine how good it would be I, if it was in white. In 2023, Farewell will say phase all creatures back in, exile everything. Like this is oh, the next oh, evolution oh, of oh. removal power creep. <laughs> Right, yeah, like yeah. now, exile is not good enough. You know, like now you need to phase things <laughs> out. So now we got to phase things back and then remove them. It's an arms race, and then eventually, regenerate will actually be the best. Commander's uh, yeah, always been an arms race. Phased out, <laughs> Destroy all creatures. Uh, if they no, I guess you have to exile them. Except don't exile stuff with regenerate or something. I don't know. Oh yeah! Hey, you know what? On the brighter side, though, Richard, cards have stopped saying can't be regenerated. That's true. Yeah, Maybe we'll, we'll yeah. come full stop back. Does does regenerate work through exile? Yeah, <laughs> what <regenerate>? irrelevant <laughs> toxic deluge? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> 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 Maybe one day, skeleton tribe will have their revenge. All right, moving on. Uh, I got a card for y'all. Uh, this card, maybe maybe I was listening to to too much to CDH Twitter, but I am generally just excited to run it even in mid power decks as well. This is a professional face breaker. This is a red creature. It's a two and a red for a two three human warrior creature with menace that says whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, and you can sacrifice a treasure to exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. So basically, um, if you have three opponents, you can make up to three treasure tokens per combat trigger. Uh, if you have double strike, you can double that and you can have extra combats as well. So you make even more treasure tokens. But generously, like if you can hit three opponents, you make three treasures. And then if you have all this ramp, but you don't have any cards, you can just start sacrificing treasures um, to essentially generate card advantage. You start drawing cards, at least temporarily until uh, the end of the turn. And I think that's pretty darn neat. Like it, it. Uh, I, I like I like aggressive decks these days. I like punching things, so I like being rewarded for punching things. Um, generating mana and drawing cards are the two ways I like doing it. And coincidentally, this card does both. It generates mana, and if you don't need the mana, well, you 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 draw cards. This card's very powerful. It's very powerful. Uh, it's going to be like stupid good and prosper. Um, I know it has CDH potential, but like I think just playing it fairly, um, it's not too busted in some decks. Question mark. But I think it's I, <laughs> I think it's like borderline too busted even in mid power tables like this card's like it's upset there's no restriction i I do not understand how wizards decides what they put once per turn on like there'll be these really tame cards that don't seem to do anything and it'll be this once per turn restriction but the fact that you can just like dockside make 20 treasures sack them all to draw you know 15 (laughs) cards to find a blink effect to like do it again and like isn't this just draw your deck like it seems so easy with the powerful treasure production of like smothering tithe and Dockside and Pitiless Wonder and Stormkill Mart is like there's so many ways Brass that this is just like absurd. It's just uh, this card's like over the top. I don't even really care about the making treasure part. That's like the bonus part. The part that I think is just broken is the the card draw part. Seems so easy to abuse. It's like better Ragavan, <laughs> right? Like you don't hit you three people, you make three treasures, you, you get cards off your library, not your garbage opponent's library, right? And oh. this, 
this is dumb. We will be talking about why this card needs to be banned soon, right? Like they're like, oh, why ban Dockside? We'll just add more friends, right? Now we can guarantee you end the game when you Dockside, right? Just play this, sack your ten treasures, draw ten cards, you know, underworld breach, whatever. Keep going, right? Bring it back. Like game is over. Good job, right? So, <laughs> card's dumb. I don't know why they made it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's a yeah, big good. I- I think they're instead they're going in the other direction. They're just like doubling down on it. They're like, okay, whatever. Dockside Wii, let's do more of it. I don't I know. I think this... what happened is they like they came up with treasures and people liked it and R and D liked it. Everybody liked treasures. And then like three teams, they were all working on different sets all together for like twenty twenty two. And all of them were like, you know what we like? Treasures from last year. Let's do that. And they all did that simultaneously. And then they all cross-checked their work and they're like, oops, a daisy. There's a bit too much treasures now. Oh well, ship it. <laughs> it does it does make sense though. Like all the treasures on the plane of Capenna, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like so so if there is a plane, it's gotta be here or an Ixalon. Right. It's it's one of those two where there's just nothing but a surplus of like everything just makes a treasure. And Dungeons and Dragons, because <clears throat> you're going for loot. Yeah. And, and but the problem is it makes sense it always can make sense on most planes, right? You can figure out a plane but, that here specifically <laughs> and Ixalan, like those really do make sense. Like it is flavorful, right? So yeah. whatever. I don't mind this the excess of treasures. I do mind that like yeah, like Professional face breakers, another one of those cards where we we've, we've already had enough dockside, right? Like, please. Whee! Yeah, that's that's why I was gonna. The problem isn't for a uh, professional face breaker. Uh, that is really powerful, but I think the problem is like smothering tides and docksides, like these insane token, like treasure token generation Improper. effects. Like, pro- yeah, like that's that's the issue. Like, this is kind of the symptom, I think, uh, rather than the actual problem. We'll say maybe this gets dockside banned. I think that's like a legitimate thing that could happen. They're even in the same colors. Like, if you're playing dockside, why wouldn't you <laughs> play this curve. in your deck? They We need to reprint dockside and sell them for a lot of money first. Yeah. <laughs> and Wait. then we can ban them. <laughs> oh, so after, after Commander Legends 2, you're saying. <laughs> so give it a couple months. Secret gotcha. Lair dockside <laughs> edition. You get one deck side and you get three treasure tokens. <laughs> I mean, $100 if you sell it for 30 bucks, if you send that, sell that for 30 bucks, it's cheaper than what bucks? it goes for. 30 bucks? Are you for. kidding me? It would be at least 50 Come on. I mean, the, I just treat it like the Bitter Blossom one, right? What was the Bitter Blossom one? 30 40 so. Yeah, but now they know how much they can, they can, you can pay for it. <laughs> um. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Treasure is fun. <gasps> Seth, one of my favorite cards. What is it? <laughs> uh, next up, we have Halo Fountain, a white mythic rare. It's three mana, two and a white. It's an artifact. It's got a lot of tags. You can pay a white, tap it, and untap a tap creature you control to make a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token. You can pay two and tap it and untap two creatures you control to draw a card. And then you can pay five white mana and tap it and untap 15 creatures you control. And your reward is straight up winning the game. So... I love alt win cons. Like uh, that—that's the foundation of against odds. Trying to win with these alt win cons, and one thing that most alt win cons have is uh, this delay until your upkeep. You have to do the thing, and then you got to survive to your upkeep somehow. This doesn't have that. 
if you can get 15 creatures that are tapped and have five mana and activate this, you just win right away. There's no waiting. And this actually seems like a pretty easy mode to achieve in Commander. There's plenty of ways to tap your creatures without attacking. You obviously can just like swing with a whole bunch of creatures, but you have vehicles. The crew cost is a great way to tap down your creatures. There's stuff like Cryptolith rights that lets your creatures tap for mana if you happen to be in green. So getting your creatures tapped in a deck build around this does not seem very difficult at all. And then getting 15 creatures, we've seen even in just new Capenna, like rabble rousing, token doubling effects, it seems kind of secondary to get 15 creatures on the battlefield. If you make enough mana, you can do one card like secure the waste or something. So to me, this just seems like the easiest alt win con that we've seen in quite a while. Plus, it draws a card, like two mana to draw some cards and give your creatures pseudo vigilance. That's fine. One mana to make a token and build towards your 15 creatures. That's also fine. So even before you get to the win the game mode, both of those other modes, why maybe not super efficient, are still something that I would use in a commander deck. So I'm really hyped about this in pretty much any token style deck. And if you really want to go in and build around it, then you can have this be like your, your hidden win con commander almost. And I think it'll be pretty easy to pull off. I mean, you have Avenger of Zendikar, things like that, where people, like, or or maybe even something as simple as the uh, uh, Sazat's Will, right? You exile and you just make a bunch of zero-one thralls. Yeah. <laughs> no one expects anything of the army of zero-ones, right? And then it's just like, aha, fountain of, like, Halo or whatever. Y'all overestimating how easy this is. Remember, you had to make 15 tokens, so that probably required two or three combo pieces, and then let me let me read this right. Six white mana, two colorless <laughs> to activate. So like, yes, it is a cool alternate win con, but it is definitely not that easy. And you know, if you're getting Vengeance Zendikar, you have a thing called Crater Hoof Behemoth. Does the same thing. That's much more cool. versatile. <laughs> not nearly cool, as cool. But this is like to this me Mech style. Titan Core winning <laughs> levels, right? Like, yes, it's <laughs> like a whole deck build around me, and it's very difficult, and you can do it. But I wouldn't call yeah. it an easy alt-win con. I, I, I think it's easier, though, than, like, something like, uh, whatever the, the dark steel artifact thing is. And, 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 like, whatever, Simic Ascendancy. I think it's, like, probably a little bit easier than that. I mean, you need one, one token doubling effect and then an X spell that makes tokens. And you can do this pretty quickly like it, it doesn't seem that hard. you got anointed procession you got a ton of token doubling effects it doesn't seem Those that difficult combo okay so, <laughs> so. but it's cards you want in your deck anyway you're playing doubling season because it's good in your deck and then this just happens to also work with halo about it so this is my favorite card in the entire set this is my favorite card on the entire set in the standard set there's there's a commander yeah. there's a commander card we're going to talk about we're going to we're going to be covering uh the commander Precon cards, new Commander Precon cards. Uh, next week's podcast, but for, we're just recovering standard right now, just as, as a disclaimer. And this is my favorite card of the entire set. I love it so much. I, I share like Seth's love of like alternate win conditions, like against the odds, or one of my favorite s- series to watch because of that. Like I just love like seeing him pop off of like Triskaidekaphobia mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Those are always really cool. To use, you lose the game and you win the game. So I'm super pumped about this for that reason. And I've already like drafted a deck concept 
for running it. And I'm super excited. I, I'm hoping uh, I pick a white commander for when we do commander clash on New Capetta because this will be like my hidden win condition. Well, I guess not so secret win condition now, <laughs> but you know what I'm going to go for. And I'm super stoked. I have like a really cool idea that I don't want to disclaim, but there's, there's some spice. There's some spice um, on how to on how to achieve it a little bit easier. And whoa, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a really cool oh. card. It's just cool. It's just like a really cool card. And again, when I say easy, I'm comparing it to like the other older art win cons that are, I think, way more difficult than this. Fifteen creatures <laughs> ain't nothing Guardian. compared to, <laughs> well, except for Felidaire Guardian, but still. <laughs> That's a one-card combo, Richard. <laughs> this is a bomb in Citizen Tribal, though. Yes. Yeah. Citizen, Citizen Tribal. Finally, citizens. You know what? That's what a Citizen would be. Is everyone a citizen? Who's? <laughs> I, I think I think Citizen would be like it's by definition a or by MTG profession. It should Wait, be a, a human token, right? Or I guess it's not I, a citizen because there's like a lot of different. Like it's not like a human focused on Capenna, right? Like there's it's like you live in rhinos a and. I, I think it's like right. non, yeah. you're not a citizen. Non non criminal. I I think that's how they're using it. If you ever watch The I'm Wire, if you ever watch The Wire, like citizens were the people that weren't the criminals, and then the people who were like uh. in the game were yeah players or whatever. So I think that's what they were going for with it. I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Krim, uh, what do you? What's the next card on your list of of hype cards from the set? Uh, it's another Maestro's card, but it's it's not wow. Lord Xander, and it allows. I know, I know. Um, but the thing is, I the Maestro's got actually a bunch of different commanders that I think for this set that I, you can build way differently than than like example. Like I have Lord Xander, I you know that's already a deck, but then now I can change my Streffen deck into Evelyn the Co- uh, Covetous. So I absolutely love Evelyn here. So she's uh first off two. Blue black hybrid, black mana, red black hybrid mana, and has flash. When Evelyn enters the, or whenever Evelyn or another vampire enters the battlefield under my control, exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. Once each turn, you may play a card from exile with a collection counter on it if it was exiled by an ability you control. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. Yeah, you know, the basics. Yo, that's cool. That's a brand new way to play vampires. It's so much better than the way it was before. Because as someone who played Streffen, um, and like mono black vampires, it it felt like you died to a single sweeper, right? But now, now you get like value. I don't have to overcommit too much on my vampires. I could just play vampires with Let's steal your stuff strategy. It's so cool. I love this. This is absolutely a, a brand new way to build vampires, and I love it. It's also a rogue, so I can also throw it in my rogue deck. It's so cool. <laughs> it, is a, it is a cool card. It is a really cool take on Grixis Vampires, and I think it's the best Grixis Vampire commander. We've never really had a good one, right? They've all been like... I don't- like blood tyrant garazol like these big things that happen to be vampires but don't really care about vampires i yeah they're all this. pretty bad yeah. this this is actually like who like, cares about the vampire synergy because you don't get the ability unless you d- have vampires and it yep. plays the way i love which is steal your stuff it's so fun and then you run out your Lord Xander. You can jam that in there, too. It is just... a vampire. It's a vampire. <laughs> so I'm just saying you could. You could. And not only. Oh, that's so sick. 
I'm just That's saying, me. like, simple. This is this is as, as like these two cards. Not much need to be said about it. like Lord Xander. Obviously, I love that, but Evelyn is. It's just. It's so refreshing because now I can also back my my vampires up with like random counter magic on top of that. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I like the idea that finally we have a commander that I think is really cool, unique, and different from Edgar Markov, and gives a valid reason to run something that's not Edgar Markov, right? Edgar Markov, you ran all the freaking all the freaking uh, creatures uh, in Mardu, so you have access to the best color pool. Um, and you're super aggressive, and it's one way of playing vampires. And now this actually opens up a brand new uh, design space for vampires, where uh, in rogues, I guess, because your, your rogues are all about stealing stuff. And now these vampire rogues are doing the same thing. I like it. I just, man, I'm so tired of people stealing all my stuff. <laughs> Every They're game, I'm really getting stealing. bladed thieveried. <laughs> They're Every paying game mana for it. They're paying mana for it. It's fair and balanced. Just I if your Hollander piece gets exiled, you're sad. That's the thing. <laughs> I spent if, if if Krim wasn't at the table for like three years of stealing Cauldra, I would have assembled Cauldra like three years ago. I would have had like eighty more years of my life, or I don't know, ten more years of my life. Not the, the constant fear of my my Cauldra being exiled from my my library so ah, i felt bad but now i now i play aggro so i don't really care about what you take but oh my god so i'm taking my this stuff. is that's perfect though right because now if you example it kind of helps because vampires can be aggressive so you benefit <laughs> from anybody that has like aggro cards at the table right so you can benefit uh, from like cauldron faces I mean, I won't play those because that's it's just uh, it's just a bad rate. I wouldn't play that, right? If I'm going to uh. spend my mana, <laughs> I but like but like I'm, I, I love the this gives vampires now can like benefit from any kind of deck around it, right? With this as a as a commander, so stealing cards, I can benefit from from ramp decks. I can benefit from aggro decks. I can benefit from control decks. So it's pretty solid. And it's once each it's turn, by the way. So if there's a control deck, even oh, it can steal your counter spells. I think it's really cool. I just I, I've ha- I had bad experiences having my poor Caldra abused for like actual years, literal years. So I, I'm a little bit biased on that, but I think the card is like really cool. I think it's a really <laughs> cool design. Although now, does this mean that I've just essentially rebuilt the same deck numerous times. I have a rogues deck, I have a ninja's deck, I have a fairy's deck. <laughs> and now well, to... I, I hate to break to this to you, Kram, but all of your commander decks are essentially the type. same. Yeah. Yes, you do. You good. do. You do. <laughs> good, good, good. Very good. Hey, hey, if Richard can, does, you, you all can't like get mad at me if Richard plays white weenie every week. Okay? Richard has no, the white deck. Uh, Phil has the Simic deck. You have the Grixis deck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what and me and Tomer you guys cards. Cards. You just it's white weedy control, <laughs> which is very different from white weedy oh, aggro. Okay, yes. Trim <laughs> understands. Yep, yep. Same. Oh, yep, same. Hey. Oh, yep. hey. <laughs> I, I say the same thing. People don't understand. Like fairies, ninjas, rogues. How are these all different? Let me explain the minor interesting. <laughs> this is my Joker story. Like I just had to become aggro, red aggro, just to deal with the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. All right. <laughs> That, it's a sweet card. Uh, we'll move on, though. Uh, Richard, what do you got for us? All right. Speaking of White Weenie, we have Rigo, <laughs> Streetwise Mentor. 
So three mana value, hybrid, green, white, white, and then hybrid Azorius. So Bant Callers, 2-2, two, two, legendary creature, Cat Citizen. Uh, Rigo enters with a shield counter on it, and that's like Divine Shield from Hearthstone, so any damage <laughs> knocks off the shield. It's indestructible until then, and then it can die as normal. But whenever you attack a player or planeswalker with one or more creatures with power one or less, draw a card. So... If you attack three different players, you draw three cards. If you attack three players and a Karn or something, you draw four cards. And this is the ultimate white weenie card. Like, all your stupid utility creatures are one power. So your Esper Sentinel is now drawing cards off of Rigo on top of its ability. And it's Bant, which is the perfect color for birds... Guess who has a lot of one ones that fly? <laughs> Fledgling Osprey draws the card when it attacks. What do you want? So it's many Tosky. It's Tosky. That it's is Tosky. So this it is, is because of Bird tusky-ish. Tribal. That's what you're saying. You love it because of Bird Tribal. Bird Tribal and just all your stupid white weenie creatures, like your Not your true. your tutors, your sky scanner suddenly increased in price again. You know, like just everything <laughs> works with this. You blink your creatures for value, you attack, you draw them with Rigo, and Rigo freaking has Divine Shield for some reason. You can't even get rid of him, right? You know what <laughs> like, this is, Richard, though? This is literally just Edric for, for white players. It is. It's it literally is. just you Edric. Know, like, you know how good Edric is. But <laughs> does Edric very come with, with the shield counter? <laughs> I mean, Richard, I'm starting. I'm starting to think that like I I don't know why I hadn't done this sooner. Your deck is always X ones. Why don't I just play Curse of Death's Hold? Oh, oh, you do that. That would get Richard I'm good. So sad. I'm so sad because you he can't phase out to dodge to the Curse of, of Death's Hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he would be telling us to run more farewells. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll just wait for someone to farewell me. <laughs> I really wish you could play this card in mono white decks, though. That's all. That's oh. the only thing I dislike. Like you, the you colors mean you are a little tough, right? Like that kind of limits it. I feel no, like this effect could be mono white, and it would be like a mono white ultra staple <laughs> in the ninety nine. But in Bant, like you got to be Bant tokens or birds, I guess something like that. But, but I feel like that makes it a lot harder to play. And then draw so, eight thousand cards if you haven't won already, <laughs> right? Like yeah, okay, no, no, it's okay. only it's only you can only draw one per player, right? So, so you, you can draw. draw. So you can draw three a turn. Yeah. If they have play, if you're playing against Kim Super Friends deck, oh. <laughs> yeah. But that that's why it can't be white is because white's not allowed to draw more than one card a turn. Um, I'm not even memeing. That's like their card design philosophy. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> this is this is Tosky. This is Tosky, but with more colors in your command zone. <laughs> not indestructible, Tosky, but the divine yeah. shield is basically basically the but same. Like, when I, I play with, I when I play with Edric, I'm attacking like with five things. I draw five cards. This one will only draw you up to three each time. Yes, and you also don't it's, need to hit. You can just suicide you your, your your guys into <laughs> to draw as well. Yeah, and it comes with built-in protection, which is really nice. So it is a sweet. And you get access to white. This card's really good. Yeah, it, it's pretty powerful. Sweet. It's pretty powerful for sure. It's also a cat citizen, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat in a suit. <laughs> it's a it's a catastrophe, is what it is. Uh-huh. I, don't <laughs> I didn't have anything. That was bad. That was bad. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah, I could. I could. I'm I'm terrified now because Richard's going to bring out Bird Tribal and we're going to get destroyed. It, it's Bird Tribal with Tosky in the command zone. 
That's just insane. Play, just yeah. start playing Curse yeah. of Death's Hold. You know, yeah. I'm curious to see what the stats is on this season. How much less black is played? Because I think <laughs> I single-handedly played the most black cards out of all I of us. I never play black. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't play much Ooh, either. Hmm. It's my inner it's it's because of my inner hot topic. Sorry, I just love black. Your <laughs> <laughs> your forever goth phase. Yeah, my forever goth phase. <laughs> all right. Uh moving on. We got uh, my pick. Oh, my pick, my pick. Um, this card, so I don't play that much black, but when I do, I like to Jund Mount. And this card, Riveteer's Ascendancy, is kind of my style of Jund. Uh, this is an enchantment, part of a cycle. Um, it's black, red, and green. Um, and it says, whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may return target creature card with lesser mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Do this only once each turn. So my fa- my favorite style of Jund is basically uh, sneak attack decks, which is all what the Riveters do. That's like their their blitz mechanic is all about, you know, playing a, uh, putting a creature into battlefield for a discounted price. It has haste, and then you sacrifice it at end of uh, end of turn, I think, or end of combat, um, wh- whichever the two. So if Riveters Ascendancy on the battlefield, um, once per turn, uh, whenever you sacrifice a creature, you get to reanimate for free. It has a condition of it has to be a little bit less uh, lesser mana value. Uh, and it's only once per turn, but you know, you're in black, you can sacrifice things on opponent's turns really easily as well. If you have like, say a greater good on the battlefield, you're constantly triggering that on opponent's turns. Um, black has like a bajillion different ways of sacrificing things, uh, at instant speed. So you're good on that. You have the altars and everything. Um, so you're going to be reanimating a bunch of different creatures, uh, per turn cycle, and you're also incentivized in using sneak attack abilities uh, because those work really well too because they'll sacrifice themselves at the end step. So I think this is a really good value for three mana. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's worded to keep it from like easily comboing off, which I think is probably a good thing or it would be super broken. But especially in Commander, when you have three opponents, if you can sack during each of their turns... It's a really nice little value card. It's just like this vi- a very grindy value uh, graveyard engine. Also seems sweet with some like sacrifice commanders. But Victus Asadami, like for example, you can play the OG Elder Dragons and just not pay their uh, their upkeep cost, and uh, <laughs> boom, get back something up to six mana value <laughs> every turn combo. So yeah, it's a, it's a sweet value card. Combo. <laughs> there was there was it's in the commander set. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it basically like gives your creatures blitz. And that's what I'm super excited for. Like, that's one of my favorite new commanders from from that set, from the commander preguns. We'll talk about that one more in detail. But, like, there is a lot of really good Jund uh, commanders. And Vivek, this is, like, crazy, too. I love Gyrus, too. It doesn't really work as well because you have to exile. But if you can sacrifice it, it's great. Um, so, yeah. All right, real, real question here. So the art is, like, a bunch of, like workers on like a beam like you know like that yeah. classic like building like no no safety like what the is implying? like they just fall off and then they get have replaced ever, by another worker <laughs> like have you ever seen the original to do with this card <laughs> have you ever seen the original that it's referencing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they saying they're going to die one by one and get replaced by one <laughs> no. less workers no like, you know this? what it is is the people who are already dying uh, they're in the picture, but they're not the people who are on the beams. <laughs> you see what they're eating? 
Oh. It's people. They're the eating soylent, people. Soylent cream. Soylent cream. Oh, oh, is that what Soylent's made out of? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Soylent cream is for people. Um, that's my that's my crackpot theory. And it's so good. The food is so good that you rise from the dead. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I, I feel like there's so many references in this like this set, right? Like the Rogues Gallery card. I I. I I just keep thinking of the usual suspects, but I I, I know that that's just like a Kaiser classic Soze. lineup photo. Yeah, but I think a, that's yeah, just a there was another lineup. one of that too. Uh, I mean, the flavor what... text does kind of make it sound like it's about them dying. <laughs> if you read it, we are the city <laughs> down, down to, to its, its bones. bones. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that they is get ground up into for. hot dogs. That's yeah, the mystery meat. Yeah, that, yeah, that is what oh, Capenna's about. Angels, they grind them up into Halo, Riveteers, and up hot dogs. They're a very, it's a very city. It's a very green city. Like, they don't throw anything to waste here. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Seth, what do you got for us? We have I love what this I think. One. Might be one of the stapliest cards from the set of card. I'm going to play in every red deck possible. Structural Assault. Five mana sorcery. Destroy all artifacts. And then Structural Assault deals damage to each creature equal to the number of artifacts that were put into the graveyard from the battlefield this turn. So this is essentially Shatterstorm. Plus one mana, destroy all artifacts, but it's also pretty much going to be a wrath most of the time. So the only reason I wouldn't put this in my deck is if I was some sort of artifact deck who really cared about keeping my artifacts around. Other than that, I feel like this might be the second best red sweeper behind Blasphemous Act in the entire format. And I would just gem this as a wrath. There's so many mana rocks and treasure tokens and artifacts on the battlefield that this should sweep the entire board this should be a five mana wrath that also gets artifacts it's like the red astur command you don't have as much control over the modes but you get all the artifacts you get all the creatures for five mana that's an absurd card for red like i I think this is just a new staple but i'm curious what you guys think am i overrating this no i i think you nailed it right especially with uh, even after like now with how much more artifact stuff that's gonna be running around on the board it just keeps getting better right I mean, th- this seems great. I-, I agree with Seth fully. Like, this is just another staple. Doesn't this blow up all your own mana rocks, though? Like, this is really yes. good in Gruul, I think. Like, if you're in green, then you're like, ha-ha, I don't have any mana rocks here. Goodbye. And also all your creatures, goodbye. So I think it's really good there. Also, if you have treasures, then you can actually feed the flames, you know? Where, like, if there's a big creatures and you have a bunch of extra treasure, you could just use those treasures to deal more damage, which is well, kind of cool. Well, they'll die anyway. But you can use them for the mana, right? Yes. Like, like, they don't have to be on the battlefield as this thing goes off. So, like, someone can't yes. try to be clever and sack all their treasures in response. Yes. It still counts. Uh, Seth mentioned this is the second best Wrath. Like, isn't it, like, the second Wrath period? Like, all red Wraths, like, cap out at four well, or five damage, right? Shocker's like, outburst to go to is pretty Jock-O-Ops, good. Or something. So chain reaction Chaka. kind of scale. Chain reaction is one of your only wrath options, right? So if you want a wrath, you play Blasphemous Act, and then you play this thing. So I think it is like janky austere command. Um, There's X spells, but those get pricey if you want to hit bigger, yeah. expensive creatures. Yeah, there's chain I mean, reactions is Blasphemous Act, and then what? So 
not much like uh, unless you're gonna destroy lands too yeah there's just not many how big of a deal do you think is hitting your own stuff like is that a reason to not put this in your deck or do you play it even if you're playing a normal deck with 10 mana rocks whatever 15 mana rocks like do you still run this or do you think oh i don't want to blow my own mana well you don't play oh you still you still run it (laughs) i mean Mm. Look, I, I, maybe you're talking to the one person that doesn't get too attached to anything in Commander. Because <laughs> so, but like, why wouldn't you run it, right? Like, it, you need a sweeper, and oftentimes, it, like you know, like this is a good uh, big red button, right, to press in case things are going awry. I wouldn't run it. You have Vandal Blast if you want to blow up artifacts. I but like getting it creatures. Yeah. You get to but get the yeah, creatures. Vandal That's upside. The creatures. But I don't like blowing up my own. I like you can play Darksteel Ingot. You can play Skyclave Relic. Okay, yeah. so you build, build around you it. You're red. You got rituals. Sure. Is that the only Burgy. thing? Yeah. Does it matter? Like it's, if, it's if you don't play your own mana rocks, they're dying to the farewell next turn anyway. So like, I mean, does it really matter? <laughs> I don't know. We'll the farewell see. that no one in this table plays. So, yeah, for this, some odd this reason. might just be a, another farewell. Irby's talking about how this is an auto include and everything, and then we just never play it. <laughs> I play it. I play it. I play it too. No, you don't. I do, clearly I know you don't. I didn't do it for We had a single farewell resolve on this season. I don't think so, right? I had it in the I had it in the Shurikai deck, even though it was like full artifacts and graveyards. So I had it. <laughs> this is what happens. I take a season off, and people start getting dishonest with their magic. Well, you play Grixis. That's why you're you can't even play. You can't even play. Well, yeah, the one you're episode forbidden. I play, I'm on Grixis. But you know what? No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm I'm eager to see structural assault being played. I think this card Seth is right that this card is actually very good. So hopefully, I'm gonna hopefully I'm gonna remember stick to it. Throw it. Uh, in the in the immediate term. I'm just gonna throw it in every red deck and see what happens. And maybe I change my mind and I blow up my mana rocks too much. But truth. that's where I'm at to start. Like, is just like throw it in every first sweeper. It's actually horrendous, right? Like let's say someone snapped off an austere command two turns ago. And then people plop down their biggies, and then you're like, well, <laughs> this does absolutely still call nothing. So, Why? I mean, so many hmm. things make treasures. Like, it's yeah, not like your dark side aren't... to pump up your wrath. You can combo with it. I don't. I actually have to see how this plays in, in, in practice. But I could see a world where someone onto inversion redeploys, and you're holding with the structural assault, and you're super sad. Yeah, that's, that's true. Although, like, Aren't you happy because someone already on new inversion and they did your job for you? Sort yeah, of. They like, you the creatures and the now you need your sweeper. <laughs> You're like, I wish this was a damnation. <laughs> yeah, red red can't be too picky when it comes to Ras. <laughs> I just feel like there's no shortage of artifacts ever, so I just don't know. I I, I feel like there's always an application for this. Consultless treasures. If you're a treasure-heavy meta, this card becomes absolutely... It, it be just became out. a treasure-heavy meta, right? just the commander meta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll move on. Um, Krim, what do you got for us? Okay, so I feel like if I only like put Maestro cards, it would be a little too you know creamy. so I had to change it up a little bit, really venture out of my wheelhouse. So I added a Miser uh, colorless card. I added Luxiar... Giada's Gift, the one mana legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. Uh, And yes, I know I don't play that many creatures, but equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. Equip to a planeswalker for one, equip normally for three. Okay, so I think this card is the truth for numerous reasons. One, every deck has Urza Saga, so you can get it with Urza Saga. Second off, 
now all of my Planeswalker decks... The problem I've had with Planeswalkers in Commander is that people like to punch them immediately, right? In three players, like you got three other players, now they can't punch it. And we all know that now it's like, well, now I'm actually making sure you, this is a removal check. I'm going to check the table for how much removal you have because it seems like Planeswalkers were very easy to remove just by attacking it. This turns it into a creature. This allows me to also do some fit, like some like funny, like wonky stuff, right? I mean, I, Kaya, like we, like Seth and I had talked about this the other day. But if I have Kaya, like five mana Kaya, Kaya can target herself <laughs> with her plus one, and I'm just, that's just a never ending party. And I get some spirits <laughs> along the way. So I, I don't know. I think this is really a really, really, really cool card to add to like some of my, like example, my Amanatu deck because now I can actually deal commander damage. I love this card. Oh, it's so sweet. It, it's got to be the, I think it's the sweetest card in the set. Like the design is so cool and it's really good. You can just do, you can do janky fun shenanigans. You can do competitive things like combo off with it. It's just like, it's such a cool design. It makes me now wonder, like, do I play the Ozolith in my, like, Super Friends deck? Right? Like, but, like, it it allows me to enable a bunch of shenanigans, but I think this doesn't need anything else. I think that's the main thing. It doesn't need anything else to go with it. I could just make my bolus hit you for, like, nine, because he starts with so (laughs) many high, like, so many counters, right? Yeah. So, this is just a sweet way of getting around, like, like. A combat heavy table you fall behind board states a little too wide you don't have a sweeper but you still want to play these planeswalkers now you can all right Man, it's a uh, as a representative of the timmies you guys forget that you can equip creatures with this oh wow uh, so hydra <laughs> tribal it basically doubles the power wow. of everything right if, like a clonian hydra attacks for what four eight sixteen on the first combat uh you know endless one the the multicolored protection serpent thing, walking ballista, like you can just suit up your plus one plus one creatures and double their power, and uh, go to town. So not only can you equip your planeswalkers, you can equip creatures, and it's only three mana to equip. It's not like that outrageous, right? It's like four mana, double power. So, but two I mana, just, and, and you start attacking with your planeswalkers, Richard. That's why it's here. <laughs> four mana, you get a two mana, you get a Gideon. <laughs> Essentially, Yo, that, that way better than a Gideon. <laughs> way better than a Gideon. Gideon so, is indestructible for his turn. You come on. Yeah, I mean, fair, but you know, let's be honest here. It's fine. No one's killing. Play, no one's playing removal. <laughs> also, very well. Infinite with the uh, devoted druid. So if that comes up, if you want to just yeah. slot an infinite mana combo into your deck, like that's an easy one. Tutorable by Urza Saga, which is like super huge. That's why I think you can play it in a in a lot of different decks. And I want to play it with Venser and Ozolith. I think that sounds so sweet. Venser can like blink itself, and you just store up five loyalty counters each turn <laughs> that you can move around to whatever yeah. planeswalkers you want. Oh like you just, you just do so many cool things. Right? You yes. just start ulting immediately. Yes. That's so cool. Break <laughs> it. Break it. I love that it also has, like, equip Planeswalker 1. So it's a two-mana investment to start the ball rolling. It's so cheap. And it oh, also yeah. equips creatures. So, like, yeah, it's very nice. I, it's such a clean this, design, This is too. probably my favorite card from the set, so. Look how, look how low I, the word count is for such a cool ability, too. That's... I miss I, those days. 
I played I played a, a Mirrorbox Planeswalker deck recently, and the idea of the deck, because Mirrorbox, you want to have multiples of the same Planeswalker, so the idea was to be able to clone the Planeswalkers, so to do that, you got to turn them into creatures first, and I had to go through great lengths of, like, getting a liquid metal coating to turn the Planeswalker into an artifact, so then Karn could turn it into a creature, and then I could finally <laughs> clone it, so I was going through this, like, 10-step process, and then this just it does it for one mana by itself, it's just, like, put it on it, and it's a creature, and you go to town, so it's so much easier than all the past ways of doing what it does. Oh my god, now you can Helm of the Host. Oh, Ooh, so Helm of the Host on a Bladeswalker is so sweet. There's just so <laughs> so many cool things it does. Think of all the three fairies. <laughs> oh my god. Had to pick three fairies out of all the Planeswalkers to pick. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to see like a Nicol Bolas Helm oh, of yeah, the Host yeah. swagging. Nicol Bolas <laughs> Three fairies, like just the con. Oh my god, the Narsets. Oh. <laughs> I want to see someone with a single Oko and a single Luxier, and like that's it. <laughs> that, that was their hand, and they win the game by just helping up and like how beating do you, down how, with like 10 10 Okos. Literally, how do you lose? You tick up so so high, the Oko will get so. What does that's he start so at? He starts at like five, four. right? He start, Well, he starts at four, but he has a plus two and a plus one. Yeah, right, he so he's immediately six, a six six. Mana. Yeah, and then good, you can't even attack him now because he's luxured up. Right? So, <laughs> and if luck. you play anything, if you play anything bigger than him, he just elks it and like punches it in the face. Like, yep. it's oh so my good. god, oh my god, I need to see that now. That's so uh, good. There's some pretty. Oh, what's the Gideon? There's a Gideon that puts a plus one. Like he gets a loyalty for every creature you control, or something like that. No, oh, the, the horrible, the horrible Gideon. Yeah. yeah, that one's real bad. Well, it's not horrible now. It gains well, a lot of loyalty though. Yeah, it's a loyalty coin for each creature target opponent controls. I got so excited about this for multiplayer because I thought it was each opponent, but no, you have to target one. But if somebody has a good board state, uh, now Gideon will get all those counters, and he won't immediately get killed by that big board state. So, plus, <laughs> yeah. like, like get a lot of loyalty, but like have pretty bad abilities. So now you can yeah. just suit him up and go to town. I mean, Gideon's ultimate just wins, exile all other permanents. So as long as Actually, you get him, or keep him around. I think Gideon might be the one planeswalker I've ultimated the most. Which Gideon you, though? Any of them, because usually it's a zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it becomes Can't a creature. Can't be an adjustment, though. Can't be an adjustment. This is like a 15 we're talking about. Negative yeah, 15, I, uh, a little bit harder. I've, I've ultimated, like, Narset. You just minus two, go in impulse. Like, oh, God, yeah, that's a lot of ults. <laughs> we, need to, we need a podcast defining ultimate or negative two. <laughs> the sequel to Combo versus Synergy. <laughs> I, like, all right. I I think the first thing here is like when that came out, all my cards when I play in paper, they're all foreign. So like my sixty card decks, and I just remember it's like I ultimate Narset, and they're like what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving on to oh, this is this is a spicy card, Richard. What do you got for us? All right, I have Angel of Suffering, three black black creature, Nightmare Angel, five three flyer. If damage would be dealt to you prevent that damage and mill twice that many cards this so i know crim loves milling people but i like to <laughs> mill like, myself too so like... <laughs> you just get punched in the face you take no damage right and then you get to stock your graveyard for free or you just throw an eldrazi in your deck and you never die <laughs> if you protect it it just keeps shoveling back in forever like no damage <laughs> or gaia's uh, blessing like ah oh. 
Well, surely this only stops damage. It doesn't stop loss of life, right? That's true. Surely I, this. Uh, mm, sorry, God. That's the only thing. I think some. I, I can think of a few of the big win conditions that get around that. Like exsanguinate, right? Is that damage well, or is that I mean, that they got to get you down from wherever you started to, right? Because you you don't lose life and, like, stay alive at one, right? Like, you just right, right. Well, literally don't lose set. life. So you got to exsanguinate me for 40 if, like, nothing has <laughs> been going on, right? Right, There's right. Also, yeah, the Eldrazi is a great way to, like, not die. But surely there, there has to be a card that says, like, whenever you take damage, instead mill that many cards or something like that. That has to be a thing, right? Oh, is there? There's, like, lich cards, that yeah, like if you ever you mill, you take damage. Is there nothing? I guess maybe not. Maybe maybe they thought about that. I don't like Blood Chief Ascension makes you lose life. An opponent lose life whenever they put a card into the library, but that wouldn't work. But this could be like an interesting way to just like mill yourself. Uh, you can do all the Darien shenanigans, right? Ancient Tomb, yeah. whatever that land is that deals three damage to you. You can just self-mill you yeah. know, your way to victory or you could just be really annoying and not die yo yeah. does castle deal damage is it, is it pay life or is it deal damage what is castle I'm castle gonna have to look. lock twain I think it's lost life. castle lock i believe it is damage you lose life. Oh. oh you lose life you lose life <laughs> you, you know you know the best card with this is volcano helion i love volcano helion it's just like so unique <laughs> volcano helion it has Echo X, where X is your life total, but when it enters the battlefield, it deals any amount of damage to your to you and your choice of a target creature. So you can play Volcano Helion and hit yourself for a million. And if you have that Eldrazi in your deck, you'll just shuffle your entire library in like hundreds of thousands of times. And then you throw in like a Zircon Rat or something else that triggers off things shuffling or going to the graveyard and just like win full on combo kills, which I think is, oh, I, I can't wait to do that. It's just like such a, such a weird janky way to win the game. What if you get stifled? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, extraction. Yeah. <laughs> Stifle. <laughs> I mean, overcharge the Malcolm's the truth, dude. That actually, okay, that's slight tangent, but do you think like stifle effects, should we start running those in, in Commander? Like, I feel like they I might mean, be good the, enough. Like, what about like a Shadow of Doubt or something, right? No, I, I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> but there's, then aren't you just hating the three mana counter spells that counter and stifle. I think you can play those, but yeah. straight up yeah, stifle? Yeah, like disallow. There's like, there's like straight up stifle. No? Disallow, overcharged amalgam. These cards are pretty good. Tails right? End. What Tails about Tails End? Tails End Tails End's not bad because it hits Legends, so you can also get Commanders. Yeah. So I think the Tails End's probably pretty good. Yeah. I'd rather just play Any Dissolve. But, <laughs> but what are you stifling, though? Like, what is... Why Why do we want Stifles? It's if it's just to mess with people's lands, I feel like that's... <laughs> you might as well just play <laughs> Sinkhole or something. <laughs> well, you, you stifle a Commander or uh, uh, Planeswalker Ultimate or, like, some win con okay. that's on board that yeah. you, know, you, you need to stop. But I feel... I, that is very rare. Like, I'd rather just a fairies protection lay out or something, or <laughs> dissolve it. The, the, the question would be sad as I get beaten down by everything else because I have a stifle. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's too narrow. But tails end, I feel like I, I just keep forgetting to run it, and I should. Or disallow. Disallow is pretty good too. Three mana is mm-hmm. kind of a lot, but ones that I'm can counter anything to... or a stifle are good. I'm just trying to think like abilities are getting like a little too saucy, right? And too many things are getting uncounterable and, and all of that. So like these these I, effects like disallow and, and like and and 
I guess maybe not Tails End. Oh, wait, that stifles also. So yeah, like, and then of course Overcharged Amalgam. I think like maybe now I can just like catch the back end of an ability, right? Like a authorical ability. Well, the only like the hard part is like so many times when you think about it. It comes down to, like, why wouldn't you just counter the spell? Like, when you go to Dockside or something, it's like, oh, like, I can stifle its trigger, but then everyone's like, well, why didn't you just counter it on the stack if you're going to stifle it anyway and keep it off the battlefield? Because so it's BM. <laughs> it's BM. <laughs> it's the flex. <laughs> the message. Sam, the message. I mean, you, so you there, there's an argument for, or it's totally off tangent, right? But, like, it's something that comes down and kills you, but it targets an opponent. So you can let it come mm. down and let them kill someone else, and if they try to kill you, you stifle it, but you don't okay. counter it because you want to see it come down, like something like that, where I can you need that. more information later, right? Yeah, I just that have, makes like sense. just imagine like, well, like you're some like greater goods. <laughs> yeah, you, just, like, you could have target Tover. Sure, yeah. but if he then targets you for something, you're like stifle. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, it works, right? I love that. I like that. And, and, and it's the worst case scenario, you do get to just get someone's land, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn Tails in. All right. Noted. Um, but back on topic. Uh, oh, last card. Last card on the list from the standard set. And I'm going to be ending it with a card that I'm super excited finally got printed. Finally, we have... Uh, a commander that I think is pretty darn good for Angel Tribal, which is one of the most popular tribes in the entire game. So I'm kind of shocked it took this long. But here we are. Uh, we have uh, Giada, Giada, Font of Hope. Um, this is a two mana, uh, two two legendary creature, Angel, uh, Flying and Vigilance. Each other Angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it for each Angel you already control. So if you have Yada on the battlefield, you play an angel, uh, that creature is going to get at least uh, two counters. Or, sorry, uh, yeah, for each creature you can show. I think it's weird. You get one. You get one. It's weird wording. It doesn't count itself. It doesn't count itself when it enters the battlefield. So each other one. So you you have Yada on the battlefield. You play another angel. That angel will enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter. You play another one, and you have two on the battlefield. It will come with two counters on it. And so on. So at the very least, it's getting one extra. And then you can tap it, add one white, spend this mana only to cast an angel spell. So the problem with angel tribal for the most of the time is uh, your options for angel tribal as a leader. Uh, it's usually mono white and it's usually a big angel that is like a five drop, a six drop. And the problem with that is that your angels are all like five to six drops. They're a very like top heavy <laughs> tribe. So you need something you need something that fits like the smaller slots and Giada fits that she's always going to be coming out on turn 2 and then she ramps into your angels and then also she's pumping them up a little bit at encounters so you can maybe even add a plus 1 plus 1 counter sub theme to it but I don't actually care about angel tribal I mean I'm happy for them but I want this for tribal tribal because what's better than what's better than putting a counter on an angel once per turn when you can just flood the board with changelings that cost like two mana or one mana and you get yeah. a bunch of counters? Oh boy, this is this is a blessing for tribal tribal. I'm happy for you, angel tribal people, but tribal tribal—that's where it's really at. 
I mean, this yeah, is like this, a this great sweet. angel commander, right? Like, is this the best mono white angel commander? The other, what's the competition? Lyra, probably. <laughs> Lyra. Five mana Lord. Lyra, Avacyn. Avacyn's yeah. so much mana, though. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think I, I like this mean, over all of them. The only problem and, I have with it is that I feel like now angels are multicolored, and it feels kind of bad losing out on, like, all the multicolored ones, right? Like, you have a Sigarda, you have all the, the Boros ones. Um, so that's the only bummer. Like, I, I feel like I wish somehow they made this into a hybrid mana one. I feel like that's the only miss for me because so many hybrid mana cards came out of this, right? So, like, if they had just made this perfectly the Mardu hybrid. So that you could play like Mardu Angels, even because there, yeah. right? Because there's a lot there that are are in like those colors, and it's really, really sad to miss out on them. I wonder if people would be happy if it was three color because you could play Mardu Angels, or if they'd be sad because you can't like jam it in their Lyra deck or Avacyn deck. And people associate like that's the traditional color of Angels is like white. So I wonder if people would be upset that they couldn't play it in their existing Angel decks. I mean that's fair. Like it'd be fair, like to to critique that part of it. I, I I don't know. I personally feel like with how cool angels have become, uh, like like a lot of the newer angels are now not like nine ten mana, right? Uh, they're like about four to five, uh, and, and like they're multicolored. I want to find out the insane power creep on Grizzly Bear here. It's like a two mana two two. <laughs> it has flying vigilance, pumps all incoming angels, and a mana dork. At the same time, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot True of stuff now. on this card. <laughs> oh, ridiculous! Look, also, they they power corrupt. Remember Ayula, Queen of Bears? Like, we're way past a two two for two being just like acceptable. <laughs> and it's also on tribe too, right? So like, no. it's not even like a human or something that pumps angels. It's actually itself an angel too. So it's pretty sweet, but it's too. I don't know. It's too. It's too white weenie. I feel when you want to play angels, you're playing Avacyn. You're, like, slamming the haymakers. But I guess if you want, like, token angel decks, where oh. you can kind of try to go wide, this helps. But you're just going on Avacyn and call it a day, you know? Uh, the plus one, plus one counter ability, I think, is really strong because it snowballs. Like, it's not like Metallic Mimic where it's like, oh, you get a plus one, plus one counter. You're getting one for each angel. So every angel you play, it's like, eventually you're going to be needing three counters, four counters, five counters. So I actually think this adds like a lot of power to the battlefield in an angel deck like way more than it looks even i guess you're right though that it's not if you think of angels as like these big iconic top end creatures it definitely that's not what this is but as far as like how powerful it is in a game i feel like this i think this is way more powerful than avacyn out of the command zone just because it comes down on turn two and like starts doing things right away rather than like having to wait until turn seven or turn eight or whenever you get enough mana for avacyn all right, so who's building the Giada Halo Fountain Divine <laughs> Visitation deck here? <laughs> we well, also have, have to have Giada's <laughs> gift, right? <laughs> yeah, of they, course. Yeah, you got to have that in there with it. I mean, I, I'm I'm down for the challenge. I thought Richard would be like super stoked for this, though. Like, it's Angel Tribals aren't isn't like super busted or anything, so it's pretty jank. <laughs> It's mono know, white. It's too, it's you too can't play Tostri for Richard. I, 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 I can't play all my meaty creatures, Tober. <laughs> Richard's like hipster, hipster, hipster mono white player. Fine, I'll do <laughs> it. I'll Angel do it. Angel Tribal. 
<laughs> Ooh, you've heard of that tribe? I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm done with that. That, that does such a good point. Like, a lot of the reason why people like angels is because they're, like, these huge 5-5 five, five, big omega level threats. And and this being in your command zone kind of doesn't have that same vibe, but oh, also... Know, but it makes it bigger. Well, yeah, yeah. It's also, it also lets you play those omega threats, which is, like, exactly what you want it to do. I, Ugh, I, I, just... I still find it insane that, like, you don't have a five-color commander. Like, like we have Ur-Dragon, right? Dragons are red, right? They're primarily red. They sometimes dabble in other colors. But we, we have, like, 25 years of magic that we've had uh, dragons in all colors. You, it makes sense to have a five-color commander that just looks like this big, giant creature that you can play all of them. And then, like, why don't we have that for Angel? You should have a five-color Angel. We talked about this before, but, like, a five-color Angel... That is just like, you know, like a final boss in a Final Fantasy ep- uh, game. You know, like the last last Sephiroth. boss is like an Omega. <laughs> yeah, just like some just some monstrosity of an epic proportion at the end of a JRPG. And it's just, it's five colors. It has this really cool effect. It's not very powerful, but but it looks very powerful. And that's, that's a trick. And then everybody will love that. I think that would sell like hotcakes. I'm surprised they didn't do that yet. Yeah, me, me too. We need more angel support, apparently. But I, I think you, you hit on a good point, though. Like, even though this is strong, it's not... It doesn't have that same impact as something like Avacyn. So I wonder how popular it will be. I wonder if people will stick with Avacyn. When you see Avacyn, even if you're a brand new player, you, like, look at it and you're like, wow, it's so much stats, indestructible. When you look at this, like, Richard had to go into, like, an in-depth <laughs> explanation of how it's, like, better than a grizzly bear. Like, that's not going to make some <laughs> new player's jaw drop in the way a Sarah Angel or whatever would. So it'll be interesting to see how it actually shakes out. This, this one is, is like you put on your reading spikes glasses. don't play angels. I'll just say <laughs> that, right? Like if you're playing yeah. an angel, you're the biggest Timmy, and this doesn't this doesn't excite my Timmy senses here. This is like it's good, but but Avacyn. <laughs> <laughs> this would like uh like make my inner Timmy happy again. It, it could have just been like white and then a hybrid of the other two colors. I'm just uh, why is this only white? I mean, worst case. <laughs> I think you run it in the 99 of literally every angel deck yeah. of all time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. This would but be I the want... one that if I had to do Angel Tribal now, I'd play Giada, and I'm just waiting for the five color to come out, and then I'll just jam her into the five color one. Play Morphon, like everyone else does. No, <laughs> that's a, that's a five color angel. No. <laughs> Technically is a five color angel. <laughs> You play Ur Dragon and you play Arcane Adaptation to make all your all of them angels and you get that sweet eminence. Um, nom, nom. <laughs> all right. Um, well, uh, we covered twelve cards, so we are personally the most hyped to play. Again, this was not a power ranking guide or anything like that. Uh, these are just the cards that we're most excited to play in our own play groups, which is around mid power. Um, well, that's basically it for the standard. We're going to be back uh, next week, and we're going to be talking about the Commander Precon cards. Uh, there's five Precons, so there's going to be a lot of cards to talk about. We're super hyped for that as well. And that's it, everybody. If you are uh, interested in letting us know what cards that you're excited about, we'd love to read it. Just leave a comment down below um, or reach out to us on Twitter or any way you want to reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you're excited about in Standard, what cards you're going to be playing in Commander. Um, maybe it's going to be different than us, and that would be cool to see uh, different perspectives on different cards. And that's it, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Like and subscribe. And until next time, friends, see ya!